Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So it is Group F for Celtic in the UEFA Champions League this year. That is Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, and Shakhtar Donetsk that await Celtic in the Champions League group stages. Group F is where Celtic land. And in many ways, this is sort of the perfect tie for Celtic and a club like Celtic that are in pot four. You've got your glamour tie in Real Madrid. You've got the team that you think that you can nick either three points or potentially four points off in RB Leipzig. And you've got the team that you think you're probably better than in Shakhtar Donetsk. So... I'm happy with that draw. I was hoping for Group B when I saw the first couple of names come out, but it not it wasn't to be. It was Group F when we landed with the current Champions League holders. Carlo Ancelotti's eyebrow up against Ange Postacoglu's sweater. Chico James and Alan Morrison are with me as we react to that. Uh, Alan, I'll come to you first. You're on your holly bobs, so you've been watching this uh, with a glass of wine in your hand. What's your immediate reaction? Yeah, I'm really pleased. Uh, I don't think it could have gone any better, uh, actually. Um, as I say, my first reaction was with Madrid is you just kind of hope they batter everybody else and then take take six points off the other two. And then anything, if we, if we somehow freak a point against them, it's a bonus. But but really that then opens it up to be essentially a three-team a three team group. And I think, you know, a coherent, a coherent fit Celtic team against those other two I would be not confident, never never that confident, but certainly quite optimistic about it, I would say. Um, I mean, we'll come on to the other two in a bit more detail. I mean, um, but yeah, first impressions, positive. Mm-hmm. Just so people are aware of how these clubs are doing this year, because I know the seasons have just started, so it's, it's still early days and it may shape uh, how the group goes later on in the season. RB Leipzig are currently in 11th in the Bundesliga. Three matches in, they are yet to register a win. Two two uh, draws and one loss for RB Leipzig so far. Real Madrid are two wins from two in La Liga. And Shakhtar Donetsk obviously in a difficult enough situation with all that's going on in Ukraine. They're currently 7th in the Ukrainian uh, Premier League. So they are not in the best shape here, James. We were talking about this draw sort of roughly before it happened last week. And as bad as it sounds to say, Shakhtar Donetsk are probably the team that you want in this tournament. Not just because they are a beatable team on any given day. It's also because of the situation that they're in, in terms of the, the losing key players because of what's going on. You know, being up out of your own house and all these horrible situations that are going on in Ukraine. 
in a purely football sense, it is the best time to get a team like Shakhtar in the in the group stages. Yeah, for, forgive my crudeness, but uh, when I saw uh, the teams in it and Group F, I thought it stood for fuck yeah. Um, so it it I, it could not have gone better. Um, even Real Madrid, as good as they've been, obviously, and as good as they are, and as the, the level of resources they have, um, you know, given that pool of teams that we could have faced they don't play in a way that horrifies me. I mean, they could still absolutely pay stuffs, obviously, but um, their, their style of play is one that doesn't, you know, um, keep me up at night on a, on a relative basis. And that's, that's the key phrase, relative basis. Um, I, I mentioned to you guys before we went live, I, I looked up on transfer market um, before we came on and uh, uh Shakhtar has a net sale of over 40 million, I think, euros for the transfer window so far. Um, so, again, understandable given their situation and what's unfolding tragically in, in Ukraine. Um, but, you know, m- money is makes the world go round relative to the, uh, the, the quality of players that teams have, and they've sold some of their better players. So that um, – and, and they, I think their, their biggest signing is like around 2 million um, – I forget the guy's name, but he'll he'll be uh, fresh in our memory. He's at Ferenc Faros, or he was at Ferenc Faros. Uh, so again, we're not talking about um, them bringing in you know huge signings so far either. So uh, that that that's certainly um, a positive. And you know, Red Bull Leipzig. I think I said to you guys before we went live as well. I think people kind of conflate them with Salzburg to a degree. And, um, you know, Salzburg is the apple of my eye from an analytics perspective, uh, uh, Leipzig less so. And, and so even in that tier and that pot, second pot, it, it could have gone a lot, lot worse. So when you, you add those three up, I, I think it's, you know, kind of the, the, the dream um, combination in, in a way outside of getting yeah. Frankfurt, which, you know, everyone was praying for that, but you know, outside of getting Frankfurt, I think this, this, um, you know, pretty, pretty close to being as good as we could have hoped for. For just a bit of fun, it would have been nice to get an English team, but again, not to be. Madrid is a pretty nice place to go, as is uh, Germany for a few beers if you want to get a, a couple of steins before the game. I'm sure RB Leipzig is a good place to go to in terms of the match day experience. In terms of football, uh, Alan, Real Madrid, the current Champions League holders, Carlo Ancelotti, you know, we don't need to say too much about him. He's an unbelievable coach that, you know, doesn't, he's not really a modern coach, but he, he still manages to pull together these amazing teams that are full of superstars. This is actually an interesting Real Madrid team because it's not a Galactico team. It's not, you know, your Ronaldo's. It's a team of Benzema, who's, you know, amazing at the minute and has been for the last couple of years. A really exciting couple of midfielders. And, you know, Eduardo Camavinga, who will probably be starting with them. And then a couple of really pacey wingers. In terms of the way that Real Madrid play, that'll be a very tough test for Celtic because of the way that Celtic play. It's almost counter opposites the way that the two teams set up. The pace in the Real Madrid wing would probably worry you, I'd imagine. Mm. No, absolutely. I think Ancelotti's almost turned them into... um, a team that's almost Italian in nature, traditionally in terms of, um, you know, quite adaptable to the opposition 
and they find a way to win. Um, they do have a, a very strong squad, obviously, um, even though, like you say, it isn't filled with the big, expensive signings of yesteryear. Um, and Vinicius is just getting better and better on the left, and Benzema just seems to never <laughs> never have a bad game. Um, so th- that will be a very tough ask. And as I say, the pace that they break, if they if they see Celtic playing the way Celtic play, they'll, they'll be quite happy to even counter-attack, which now might seem bizarre <laughs> for Real Madrid to say, oh, they'll counter-attack against Celtic. But if, they, if Ancelotti thinks that's the best way to win the game, and he thinks that's where the biggest danger will be posed. That's that's what they'll do. So, I think that's going to be a tough, a really tough one. But I think I'd agree with um, James. I think the other two are definitely winnable. I mean, Shakhtar, I mean, you know, a terrible situation for them to be in. I'm not even sure that they'll get to play their home games. I don't know where they'll play their home games. Frankly, I'm not sure. But it's probably going to be in a kind of neutral venue, which is another disadvantage for them. So it's a, t- a terrible situation. Um, well, Leipzig. I mean, from what we saw, I saw Leipzig obviously up close in the. Europa League uh, last season when they uh, played against the Rangers and what struck me was just how tactically inflexible they were they just did not respond to the way uh, that the Rangers were set up they just continued to try and play the same way they didn't really they, 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 uh, you know um, there was a blue wall put up in, in the middle and they considered the uh, the wings and Leipzig continued to play one one um, wing back on either side and, and completely ignored the space that was out there and didn't take the overloads. I just thought they were just so, so dumb the way they played. And very different to the Leipzig team that, as I say, we played four or five years ago that were very um, quick, very direct, very aggressive, very athletic. This just seemed a completely different um, animal, um, very pedestrian, really. Um, they've, they've had a lot of transfer activity. They've brought back Timo Werner from Chelsea. Um, David Raum is another big signing for them, 26 million. Uh, Javier Schlager with the Austrian midfielder is the other one. They've lost quite a lot of players as well, so quite a lot of transition. But yeah, they've not they've not started the season well, as you said. Two defeats in the in the uh, sorry, two defeat one defeat in the league, two draws. But also they're already out the um, they're already out the uh, the cup as well. They lost uh, to Bayern Munich actually, I think, in the Super Cup. So so um, yeah, it's it's. If they're if they're if they're going to be the same level of tactical um, ineffectiveness as they showed last season, I'd be I'd be kind of comfortable uh, that we would uh, be very competitive against them. But you know, they'll still be strong, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. They've got a huge budget, but like James says, they're not RB Salzburg. They've lost their way a little bit. They've kind of been in and out of coach different coaches after Nagelsmann left. You know, Jesse Marsh was there. He got sacked. And in terms of the, the the players that they've been bringing in, it hasn't really been the same way that Salzburg have been recruiting either. either. So um, I think they're definitely a team that Celtic can have a good crack at, at least. Uh, just to answer your previous question, Shakhtar will be playing their home games in the Stadion Wolska Polskigo in Warsaw, the home of right. Legia Warsaw. So that, again, Poland is a fun place to go for fans. So that should be a decent enough uh, away trip for anybody who's lucky enough to get away to these games. We've already scouted that ground in pre-season. That was prescient, wasn't it? <laughs> so let's talk about Celtic then, because those are our opponents. What we are yet to see is what Celtic are going to do on a European stage um, in terms of the style of play, in terms of the players that Ange Postacoglu decides is going to be in the starting eleven for these games. We've already heard Matt O'Reilly discuss a potential changing game plan that Celtic have been working on in pre-season and so far that it's, it differs from 
the current uh, game plan that they have been uh, playing in the league. So what are we expecting from Celtic here? Are they going to be a bit more pragmatic with maybe a double pivot in midfield with Aaron Moy and Cal McGregor? Are they going to go, you know, all guns blazing like they did against Bayer Leverkusen last season in, in the Europa League? How are we expecting Celtic to play here, lads? Go, go ahead, Alan, because I have no clue. I, <laughs> I, I, it, it sounds like a great mystery to me, you know, this this idea that we're working on something different. I, mm-hmm. I, I It's fascinating to me because I'm really I, – I'm hopeful after hearing that because a, bit, a lot of anxiety worried about, um, you know, pl- playing the way we have under and so far uh, in, in this forum um, has a lot of potential pr- – uh, pitfalls but having said that real quick and then i'll let you go alan is um i was just looking at i mean shakhtar and real madrid are not really high pressing intensity sides and obviously with real madrid you've got the insane athleticism that you're going to have to deal but again you're going to deal with that with manchester city you were going to deal with that with any of these you know chelsea any of these level of clubs um you're going to deal with that the question is are they deploying it in a way that compounds some of our problems. So, you know, um, if they're, if, if Real Madrid, you know, it, it, there's no, it, it's a lesser evil here at this point. I mean, you're, you're playing Real Madrid or you're playing Man City. So in playing Real Madrid, if they're going to play to hit us on the counter, is there potentially huge problems there? Of course. Um, but in my mind, that's a lesser evil than them pressing us high up the pitch and, you know, going full bore attack on us uh, and descending upon us with all of that athleticism. Um, so I, I just wanted to, to to touch upon that because it, I, I'm, I'm not that current on uh, Shakhtar, so I had to look that up. But uh, yeah, they're not a big, you know, high press intensity side either. So, you know, that that's uh, that's good news. And, and Le- RB Leipzig have dialed it back to a degree compared to what they, to Alan's point. Um, so even within their kind of, style of play it's not as intense as it had been so that to me those are all kind of pushing in our favor on a relative basis independent of the fact that it looks like we might do something that i have no clue on as far as what the tweaks might be yeah i'd be surprised if it was anything radical um yeah i think leipzig really struggled against the high press at ibrox last last year actually they really didn't cope with it well so i'd imagine we tried to do something quite similar in that regard and as you say, um, the next, I think we have to go for, I have to absolutely go for them really, home and away. And Madrid, I suspect, Bostokogli's attitude will be, we're going to give them a right fright if we can, <laughs> you know, try and lay, lay a few gloves on them. So, you know, I think someone, um, Dermot Celtic uh, Rabita said in the comments there, plan A better. And I, I, that's really what I'm seeing um, this season. Uh, I think what he's trying to do is, with the, you know, the signing of Haksabanovic, uh, I believe we're still I mean, possibly definitely one, maybe two players yet to come into the squad, which will just allow us to play at, at that intensity that we do for the opening 45 minutes. Then we have this little lull after half time, and then it all kicks off again around 70 minutes. And it's, I think he's, mm-hmm. I think to me, if I read Ange properly, his biggest concern is that little lull that we get sort of five minutes after half time for about 10, 15 minutes before the subs come on. And it'll be somehow finding a way to plug that gap and maintain the intensity of Celtic's press 
um, and also the speed of the attack and the variety of the attack, because Haksibanovic is is, a, is another Jota-type player. Um, you know, that, that direct, ball-hungry, wants shots, wants to create things, wants to try things type of player. A bit like Abada, but obviously a bit more experienced. So that mixture of your, your Kyogos and your Maidas to just give you that sheer intensity of the press and then your high-volume attacking players just to be constantly trying to find holes in the defensive armour. I, I just don't see us playing any other way. You know, we've, we've built a squad. We're building a squad now in the image of the way the manager wants to play as his default setting. That doesn't suggest to me we're going to suddenly pull out the bag another way of playing. That just wouldn't seem mm-hmm. logical to me. Yeah, the Haksabanovic transfer was confirmed today. Probably... A bad day to announce a new signing. They probably could have waited one extra day to get a little bit more uh, support behind that one because everyone was just uh, waiting for the Champions League draw to finally happen after all of UEFA's nonsense of bringing out old players and all that crap that goes on before the draw. It seems to get longer and longer every single year. Uh, Just a quick run-through of the group and the head-to-heads in these uh, games. Celtic have actually played Shakhtar Shakhtar four times. So they played them in the 04-05 season. Uh, Celtic won the home tie uh, 1-0 and uh, Shakhtar won their home tie 3-0 against Celtic and they also played them in the 07-08 yeah, year, and again, that finished with one win to Celtic, one win to Shakhtar. Shakhtar winning 2-0 at home, and Celtic winning 2-1 at home with that one. It's been a while since Celtic have played against Real Madrid. The 1979-80 quarterfinals, Real Madrid winning 3-0 in the Santiago Bernabeu, Celtic winning 2-0 uh, at home in that game. So that's uh, the head-to-heads in those two. I haven't got a chance to look at the Leipzig one, but I think Celtic have only played them once in their their history so far. And uh, I don't know. I can't remember top of my head. Anybody remember how it got on? It was, uh, we didn't. We get a draw, a draw there and beat them two one. That's when Ryan Christie was just had his best game probably for Celtic. Um, yeah, that was know. the uh, I think eighteen nineteen uh, Europa yeah. League uh, campaign. Yeah, so Celtic, sorry, I have that in front of me now. Celtic won 2-1 at home and Leipzig won the uh, 2-0 at home uh, against Celtic. So again, we have uh, we have played them before. We have a record against them. And I mean, I don't think these are teams that Celtic will fear at all. And I guess that brings me on to the, the game plan that I think Celtic are going to deploy. Pragmatism can be used quite a bit in uh, teams that are going up against, you know, uh, quote-unquote better sides. Celtic previously would have been a quite a pragmatic side in Europe. If you think back to even the Barcelona game that Celtic famously won under Neil Lennon, I mean, I think Celtic had three shots altogether in that game, and they they won. They won. Um, I think Celtic are going to be pragmatic, but in a completely different way under Ange Postecoglou. I think it's going to be pragmatism, but on the front foot, so not bunkering in, hoping that these these teams don't break us down. I think it's going to be. You know, putting the the other team uh, backs against the walls and 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 almost trying to outscore them, and that that is pragmatism in a way. I I love that tortured logic. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, I, it, it's I I think that to Alan's point, you know, the idea that there's going to be some major shift, I I would be surprised, but. Um, you know, whether or not you're in an effective, I mean, I, I've seen people where they describe it as like a, 
a two five two or you know what I mean? Like our when we have domestically, we've basically got two center backs and then everyone else is forward. <laughs> uh, you know, there's some tweaks there where maybe you're not quite as far forward in, you know, with how the midfield's deploying. Maybe you're not overloading to quite the extent that we do domestically, those kind of things where you get stuck. You know, we've, as we've commented before, where there's acres of space and transition, because, you know, if if it's Vinicius getting them on the ball in, you know, uh, with with no one around him uh, with with 100 feet of space, that's different than, you know, the, the uh, your, your anonymous winger from Motherwell um, to, to state the, uh, the glaring obvious. So, you know, I, I suspect that's the kind of tweaking that we're going to see. It's on the margins just to be um a, a little more pragmatic relative to the use of space. Um, but I suspect it'll be on the margins. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be like this, you know, we're going to a double pivot and two guys are going to b- bunker in front of uh, the center backs. I, I, I'd be surprised if that's the case, or we go to a flat back four or something like that. I mean, I just, I, I I'd be shocked. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see that that's part of what's going to be so fascinating because it's already what a week and a half away now. Um, you know, it's, it's coming up fast. So I don't think has the, fi- the fixtures aren't out yet. Right. We don't know who's playing when yet that's still to come. No. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's just really exciting. Cause I, I, I was to a degree, I not dreading, but I've had a lot of anxiety about <laughs> who this draw would be. Um, and that all kind of lifted here. It's, it's a, it's a nice relief of, of uh, getting hope back into the equation, which is nice. I think Real Madrid playing them third would be the best way to go about things because you might be able to get some points on the board before you you face them. Um, but we'll we'll see that when the fixtures come out. In terms of the, it's, it's whenever players, Benzema pulls a hamstring, so time that perfectly. Yeah. Whenever that's going to happen. Well, the one thing you can say about Real Madrid is they always save their best for later on in the competition. I mean, they lost to Sheriff last season before they went on to win the competition, they were absolutely dreadful in the group stages were lucky actually to get out of it. And uh, they went on to, to absolutely dominate then with some amazing comebacks in the, the later stages. So, you know, maybe maybe Celtic might be able to pull off a, a result like Sheriff did last season. Um, in terms of the Celtic players, this is a big platform for a lot of players, if especially if they want to potentially get to uh, bigger and better things, a bigger paycheck if you go to the Premier League and maybe a potential... Uh, La Liga club, if you're lucky, like Joseph Juranovic, who's already uh, bringing in some interest from Atletico Madrid. But who do we think is going to star in this competition? Because I have a name in my head that I think is going to surprise a lot of people in this competition. I think he's going to be used the way that he was brought into the club to be used. And I think he's going to be one of Celtic's best players in the competition. But interested to get your thoughts. Um, Alan, are you allowed to say Matt O'Reilly for this answer once again? <laughs> Probably. Well, whether I am or not, <laughs> I will. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much space you know he gets, obviously. You know, I think to, to, your, to the point about what will Celtic potentially do that's pragmatic, there's probably little tweaks that we could do, like you don't have both full-backs bomb on, so you maybe keep a three. Um, you don't have both number eights right up front with the striker, so you've you have a little bit more security and transition. So there's probably little things that Celtic can do uh, like that. But having said that, I think it's the obvious the obvious candidates like, you know, Yota and O'Reilly that are going to be um, potentially uh, the ones that stand out in particular. Um, but I, I would also throw in Carter Vickers because, because only because he's just so damn consistent. 
his consistency is, is really key. And if he puts in a good shift against the likes of Benzema, he's really, obviously he's going to get tested in the air, on the deck, the movement, everything. He's going to get tested in every facet of play. If he can kind of do a, a decent job there, then I think that, that that will be that will put him in the in the shot window. And just just one other sort of thing, just I'm going to go back on is when when we talked about Shakhtar and playing him in the past. I always remember. They had a spine, or or they had a, a load of Brazilians fluttered around the side. And I've just checked them on, uh, checked them, and I think because of the obviously the war situation, they've lost, they've lost six, uh, five Brazilians that have been transferred out, and another five that have been loaned out. So I suspect um, they'll not quite be as. Oh, uh, they still seem to have quite a lot of Brazilians in the team. So it's a, essentially it's a it's a Brazil Ukraine select side. So. Make of that what you will, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think if, if I had to pick three, that would be those three. It would be O'Reilly, Yota, and Carter Pick is the thing that will really sort of stand out at that level. James, yeah, I, I'd say uh, assuming um, I'll, I'll, I'll echo those. I mean, I, I think this this is where your um, big name, big money type players, if they're going to deliver. Uh, on on the big stage, I mean that's that's when you need it. That's what they're there for. So I think uh, Jota, uh, Carter Vickers, obviously. I think Kyogo. Um, you know, I, I think there's some. It's still early, but since he's back from his injury, I can infer some. This is this is me speculating to a degree. I'm inferring, so I don't know this for a fact because I don't have access to this kind of information. But you know, kind of the one plus one equals two situation. Um, that he's lost a step maybe. Um, and that's not unusual with a, with what Steve McGowan, I think has reported was a ruptured hamstring. Um, so it can take a while to get that, you know, and, and in some cases uh, people never get back the full functionality of a hamstring, even at the highest athletic level from a rupture. So, um, you know, I, I can infer through some of his data so far that he hasn't quite gotten that, that explosiveness back yet. Uh, but if he's able to recapture that, I think he, he could be, um, you know, p- particularly in transition. And, and we saw that against Bettis and, and Leverkusen, because as much as these teams are, are may even sit back a little bit like Real Madrid or, um, you know, the, uh, the, it's going to be more <laughs> two-sided, obviously, than, than we see domestically. So there's going to be more possession from the opposition in our half. And that means, by definition, we'll get more opportunities in, in transition. And I think that's where Jota and, and Kyogo in particular, um, if Abada gets uh, some game time, probably as a sub, I'm guessing, uh, at the Champions League level, he, he could be a, a difference maker in that regard. Um, so yeah, that that's to me, it's going to be how how uh, those front three, because we're, we're, we're going to have to score. That's the big thing. And I think, um, you know, being able to do that in transition is, is, is going to be a, a huge part of that. Mm. I'll give you my name now. All right. I think Dyson Maida is going to be. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A really key player for Celtic in the Champions League this year because of his pressing, because of his unknown quantities, and because of his, uh, not so much bragging, but saying that he wants to use his pace a little bit more. Um, this season I think we're going to really see that in the Champions League in two forms and first in the pressing I think he's going to frighten the life out of a couple of teams who and, and a lot of these teams still have the sort of opinion of Celtic that uh, lingers on from the old continental view of British football and that is that Celtic are, are, are a British football team who play bog standard British football so I think Celtic's press will surprise a lot of people the way that they're, they're going to be playing I think Dyson made, made is going to be absolutely key to that so he's going to thrive in that aspect but I also think that and this plays into the way that Celtic I believe Celtic are going to play anyway in this and that is much more lateral direct play on the counter attack not so much building it up through the midfield and I think that means that Aaron Moy could come into midfield as well to benefit from his long-range passing for Dyson Maida and Jota up the wing. And Kyogo as well, like we saw uh, against uh, Betis for that uh, amazing goal last season. I think that's how Celtic are going to play. I think that's the best method against these teams is not so much going long all the time, but being much more direct against teams that are going to be pushing up. Real Madrid still play overlapping fullbacks, so it should work against them. And um, the likes of RB Leipzig, you know, as well. I, th- I think that's a it's a way forward for Celtic. It's how they can be effective, in my opinion. Um, just to get to some of the comments that are coming in, a lot of people are actually quite happy with this group. I think the consensus among Celtic fans, probably this is this is probably the easiest group that Celtic have gotten, not not to be you know, blasé about it, it's still a difficult group with the current Champions League holders in it, but in comparison to the Europa League groups that Celtic have got, this is actually quite a, a decent group for Celtic to be in for uh, for the Champions League. Fodroster says, if we can make the kickoff stages, this Celtic team can beat anyone on the day. Turkey in May is nice. <laughs> We're not going to Turkey though, are we? Oh, oh sorry, Istanbul, of course, the Istanbul, final was yeah. there. Yeah, uh, Madrid don't like it up to them quite slow passive side said Rusta uh, Gavin Bennett is a Manchester City fan and he's happy so 
good man, Gavin. Not sure why you're here, but congratulations to Manchester City. And uh, Ian Fleming is saying that he thinks it's a, a decent group to, uh, for us. So, yeah, I mean, I think the consensus in the, the comments is all fairly fairly positive for Celtic. Alan, let's pretend you're Ange Postacoglu now. I know there's currently a press conference ongoing with some media and fan media, so we'll probably hear from them uh, probably later tonight, if not tomorrow morning. What would you be saying to the players about this group? What would you be saying to the players about the Champions League? Nothing changes, I guess, is going to be the, the boring answer for this, but yeah. uh, privately. Yeah, you, listen, you, you, I think you tell them. I don't think he tells them anything different to what he tells us in public because I don't think he's, a, a, like I say, a mind game type manager. He'll be telling them that, that they have to believe that they can, uh, they can do well and that they have to believe in, in each other and themselves that the way that they play is going to cause these teams some difficulty. And, that, and it's as simple as that. Don't overcomplicate it. it. It doesn't have to be a complicated message. It's just maintain the, the belief in, in each other, in the group, and in what the system of play is. I mean, you know, I heard the sort of phrase system manager yesterday, which I hadn't I'd not heard before. Um, and and Poskov is really, because he... he, he and he builds a team to, to play a particular system and we've recruited really coherently in that regard. So there the, the should should absolutely be, be belief that that group of players can play in the way that the team believes that is the most effective way to play. So, and, and then it's, and it's about, you know, put yourself in the short window. This, this is a great opportunity for all your careers to play in probably the premier club competition in the world and be shown on uh, on television. So who wouldn't want to embrace that? I think these are going to be very basic, simple messages. <laughs> um, you know, and there may be some little nuances that he he picks out for each particular team. I, I, I kind of hope that they are. And actually, I was just thinking, um, you know, Enda, you said you'd, you're hoping that maybe we get Madrid at the double header in the middle. I actually disagree. I think it'd be great to have them first up because I don't, as much as I'm sure they're very professional and will scout Celtic, I don't think they'd expect Celtic to go at them with quite the ferocity that that, that, that would happen. And, you know, Madrid are probably thinking, you know, are, are we going to be at our peak in, in May for the semi-final? Not are we going to be in our peak for the first group match against this mm. annoying team that's going to chase us all over the park? So I'd actually quite fancy having them up first and have a right go at them. I think that could, uh, you know, if you get a point out of that, that just sets you up beautifully uh, for the for the rest of the group. In terms of Celtic in Europe, then, it has not been pleasant viewing for a lot of the last 10, 12, 13, 14 years. Um, it's been a long time since Celtic have won a knockout game. It's been a long time since Celtic have done anything in, in the Champions League. Uh, James, I'll come back to you just on this, but Alan, you, I don't suppose you have the data handy for... Celtic's results at home in European competition in comparison to away because we hear a lot about the Celtic atmosphere people love bringing up quotes from Xavi and Iesta, Messi, all these players that have played in Parkhead and how, how fun they thought it was and how enjoyable the atmosphere was I'm getting fairly sick of that because <laughs> yes it's amazing that Celtic have this atmosphere and it's so fun to watch and it's all great but if you're not coming away with a result then what's the point? So what are, what's the actual data on Celtic at home in comparison to? Well, I mean, it's recently it's been poor, isn't it? So if you look, if you just look back over the last um, few seasons, three-one uh, at home, Bodo Glimt, four-nil, Leverkusen, three-one, Milan, four-one, Sparta Prague, two-one, Ferenc Faros, three-one, Copenhagen, three-four, Cluj, two-nil, Valencia, one-two, um, Salzburg, 
Stop, I'm going to throw up. I know, I know, I know, right? So it's just pretty grim, actually. <laughs> but but listen, listen, let's let's be positive. This that was the, that was Lowell era Celtic. That was that was you know play European matches. He, um, he might be back in the next week or so. I don't know. Wouldn't be too- no, 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 no. It's not going. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's promise you. You know that that's that's a case of you know let's put this let's put the bare bones team that have never played. Uh, you know. As a coherent unit before together for a European match, um, those days hopefully are gone. Right, we're in a very different place mm-hmm. in that regard. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. Right, I think the, the slightly patronising comments about great atmosphere, great fans. We love to go there. You don't want to love to go there. You want to hate going there. You want it to be a miserable experience for the opposition, to be honest. Um, but you know, as, as I've just reeled off with those scores, it. It really, uh, it really hasn't been. I mean, there's been some good ones, right? I think beating Lille, a good Lille team, three-two. I think the, I think the, um, the, the game against Betis last season, when essentially I wouldn't even call them a B team. It was like a, a sort of um, bunch of misfits and never will bees, as it's proved, as has been proved, managed to beat a very good Betis team. I think that's a, that was quite memorable in a very odd way. Um, you know, I think beating a good Ren team three one was a was a great performance. Lazio obviously two one was decent. So I think there have been and Leipzig. I think Leipzig was a superb performance to beat them. You know, in the eighteen nineteen season. So you know, balance that up a bit. But if you look at the last Champions League uh, fixtures that we played seventeen eighteen season, five uh, nil Paris Saint Germain, two one Bayern Munich, one nil Anderlecht. That's what we've got to improve on definitely. Yeah, and uh, James. So, look, uh, Bodo Glimp were playing last night. They didn't make it through to the Champions League, but they they are proof that you know having a absolutely dominant home results uh, in your favour and being incredibly difficult to beat at home can get you places when it comes to uh, Champions League, when it comes to Europa League, when it comes to European football and playing against teams that aren't prepared to play you in your home stadium. You know, the other side of Glasgow have made very good use of their home fixtures as well in the last couple of years in Europe. It is time for Celtics to start turning these atmospheres into results on the pitch. And uh, that is something that uh, I'd say Postacoglu is going to want in this Champions League is to, to take advantage of their home fixtures at least. Yeah, I think that's a minimum. And, um, you know, I, I, you know as, as uh, hopeful as we... Uh, it seems like we all are given the draw uh, to th- to sprinkle some um, reality back on it a little bit is, um, at, you know, as a pot four team, I think the, and, and we talked about this, I mentioned it, uh, you know, weeks ago is kind of the goal. The underlying goal would be to be third and then have a nice run in the Europa league. And I think that's still, um, you know, a reasonable base case for, for progress and, and being able to secure points at home against the teams that we need to do that. I mean, I think, you know, getting four points off of Shakhtar and getting a result against RB Leipzig at home would be, you know, that's kind of the pathway to that third position. So do I think it's possible that we could sneak into second uh, and eclipse RB Leipzig in this group? Sure. But, you know, yeah, they're they're uh, whatever they sixth or seventh after three games, but one of those they lost a guy at around halftime, so they played a man down, and it looks like they bombarded Stuttgart at Stuttgart and happened to draw one one in in one of those games where they had twenty six shots and they only scored one goal, you know. So, 
and they, they haven't had Werner in yet. So they're, you know, as much as on the margins, as I stress on the margins, you know, the, the, this, the, the nightmare scenario of, you know, uh, three young, relatively young athletic, high press intensity type of teams in our group that I was having nightmares about didn't happen. So this is the, you know, the, the flip side of that, but I think realistically it's still hopefully third, I think now reasonable, you know, better than a coin flip, let's say at, at that, meaning that going in, it was like, okay, if we get a decent draw in that third pot, Hey, we can, you know, even like a Dortmund, somebody like, that, like oh, well, we got a, a puncher's chance, like a good shot at third, maybe. And now with it being shock par and given the situation that they have, I, I think we, you know, reasonably could be favorites for third. Um, I, I think you can make a reasonable argument in, in, in that case. Um, and then it's about building towards, you know, making a real run in the Europa League. And, and that that's going to require, you know, more of a fortress um, ability at, at home. And uh, so that'll start hopefully in, you know, a couple of weeks here. And, and um, again, we've got the group, I think, to be able to start, you know, building that momentum and more of a confidence, I think. I think that's probably mm -hmm. the big thing at this point is, is getting that confidence up because, you know, as, as, as great as last season was domestically, there was also a lot of potential ammo for confidence to be shook, particularly in on the defensive side of the ball um, relative to competing in Europe. So, um, you know, I think starting that process will be very important. Yeah, for sure. The Huddle Breakdown is brought to you in association with the One Football app. If you want to get a really good football app, just hit the link in the description below and you can download it now. You'll be able to follow the Champions League live on their uh, fixtures and results and you'll be able to get all the transfer news as well and, and you'll be supporting the channel. We're also brought to you uh, with Football Prizes who have three very good giveaways this week. Lila Bada, ja Georges Jakimakis and Cal McGregor. Three uh, signed fra and framed uh, photo montages of those three players as well. So if you want to get your hands on them, uh, we'll be sharing out the link for that in the next day or so. So that would be uh, very much appreciated if you could download the link in the description below and get involved with football prizes as well. So just as we round this chat up then, um, Alan, if you were to rank your confidence level of uh, getting out of this group, which I think Celtic should be aiming for, what would it be out of 10? Um, so at least finishing third, you mean? Yeah, that'd be a, a, a no. I'd say I'd say getting out of the group is getting out of uh, the getting into the Champions League uh, knockout stages. Okay, um, probably a maybe a five and a bit <laughs> ten because I'm a bit like that. Yeah. I never score. I know. High. I know. I know. And, ranking and, uh, out of ten is a bit arbitrary, yeah, but yeah. and I'd probably go a seven out of ten for at least finishing third. To be honest. Um, you know, uh, you know, the number of times we've seen Celtic just look underprepared and half cooked, and you just know that this time, you know, listen, all sorts of variants can go against you, as I always can in these types of games, in terms of sendings off, daft penalties, and and the, and the like, and the, you know, the sort of the sort of mistakes that PSV made in the two in their two games, just absolutely horrendous, and to do it twice, you know, essentially in two two games, things like that can happen, right, and. We've seen them happen to Celtic more often than not in Europe. So, um, all putting all that to one side, we've got listen. We've got a really coherent, consistent performances that we're putting together. You know, we're winning domestic games. I know Sunday wasn't pretty, 
but the underlying data was an overwhelming another overwhelming victory so the, the basic performance data is there and it's as i keep saying as i will keep saying consistently every week it's very consistent and that's uh, and I, I love that that's that's what really what you're looking for you're looking for that consistency and we're going to be in in you know we're going to be pretty well um warmed up as it were when it comes to kicking off these games we've had a nice run in you know, it's one game a week but the, the players have had a number of games under their belts as i say if you look at donetsk they've only played one league game that's been pretty much it. Like your Leipzig are only relatively new into the season as well. So um, I think we'll, you know, we, we I would expect us to be very strong, especially in the opening couple of games in the group where there'll be a little bit of an, the unknown for the opposition, a little bit of the sort of um, surprise factor, because because again they might look at Celtic playing Kilmarnock and sort of think, well, what do you learn from that? <laughs> right? What do you, what do you learn from that in terms of playing against uh, Leipzig? You probably don't think you learn much, but when you see Suddenly, right, they're actually going to go for your throat in, in the away leg. Um, they may not expect that. So I think we'll have that element of surprise in the first couple of games. We'll be nicely warmed up as a squad. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite not confident, but I'm, I'm hopeful we'll get off to a good start. And once you do that, the momen- the- there's a momentum, there's a belief, and there's a confidence that starts to flow. Okay, I'm bumping you up to a 6 out of 10 after that answer. So, <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. James, out of 10, your confidence levels? So to um, get out of the group, I'm probably a little lower. I'd say probably a three. Um, 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 yeah, I mean, again, the practical realities of this. Um, so, but I, I actually, I'm a little higher. I, I'm more like an eight as far as securing third. So it could be one of those groups where, um, you know, Shakhtar gets very little. I, I could see that being a scenario where they get, you know, only a couple of points, maybe not even win any games, that kind of thing. Um, so we could be, you know, one of the higher scoring um, third uh, uh, place teams. And, and But I just, it's, it's going to be tough, I think, to uh, to supplant. Because I, I wouldn't even be surprised to see Leipzig supplant Real Madrid as the number one, you know, because, again, it, it, we're still dealing with a, a, a very good Bundesliga side. And as we saw last year with Leverkusen, you know, that's that is a tier of quality that is is very good. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that's the case. And then, uh, you know, depending on how things play out, we'll we'll see. I, I uh, you know, we haven't talked about the transfer window that much. I, I think what we do here in this last few days could be a, a big deciding factor as to whether or not we could have a legit run then in the Europa League. Because uh, if we make a couple of quality additions in areas of need i think that could be a, a game changer in that regard uh, obviously that could also play a, a role in the group as well but um i'm not sure that's going to make a huge difference in the dynamics relative to real madrid and and leipzig but yeah i would imagine with uh now in the door that celtic are going to turn their attention to astanasov from hajik split who has been linked with celtic over the last couple of uh, days or so, number six. So what we've been looking for, a defensive midfielder. So if he comes in, then Celtic's transfer window has been very successful in that sense. I think we've improved in each position if we do manage to bring in uh, a, an out-and-out centre defensive midfielder, which will certainly help in games later on as we uh, maybe potentially look to uh, you know, finish out a game strong and hopefully secure a win uh, Fudd Roaster says that he thinks Celtic will get 10 points two wins at home a draw away and a win uh, away in Poland against Shakhtar I think 
that's doable. Just about. It's doable just about. And I, I'm I'm fairly confident. I I'd say Celtic have the potential to get out of this group, um, finishing second. And at the bare minimum, I think they're gonna finish third and get into the Europa League and uh we'll see how they get on after that. Any final points before we finish up? I know Alan, we won't have the benefit of having the Scottish referees on our side when it comes to uh, these games so unfortunately Whoa. Shakhtar will, pro- will probably finish the game with 11 players on the pitch as opposed to 9 because uh, you know all, all, all we know is all fouls are the same so if you have more fouls you should get more red cards and that's not usually how it works is it? <laughs> no no I, I shall, I shall dem- you know, defer on uh, talking about that until uh, my expert comes back to me on that one but uh, yes nicely done um, no, um, no. Listen, I, I, I know as we said in the comments, I think Ian, Ian Fleming said, "Have more confidence in your team." But listen, what would success look like if, if Celtic get through um, to any post-Christmas European competition and win a knockout tie? That is a fantastic season, right? That is, it is a fantastic season. So if we can achieve that, I, I would be kind of happy. And then if we do better, then that's just amazing. But you know, when was the last time we did that? You're going back, sort of. Um, you know, nearly 20 years, actually. So um, I think we have to be you know, realistic. But on the other hand, I would take confidence from what, what, what we've, we've... I know it's a very different team, a very different um, mindset, a very different way of playing, but we've seen on the other side of the city what that, what that team has achieved. And Celtic were clearly the better team in the league last season, so we should take confidence that they should be able to go to teams like Leipzig and, and actually compete well and, and take points off them so yeah I'm, 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 I'll feel more confident when I've thought about it a bit more but um, until the game actually kicks off I mean, I'll just default to you know when's the next horrible thing going to happen <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah as I say one, if we win one win one knockout tie after Christmas in either competition I think that's a really great season James any final point? No M- much to the audience's uh, delight I'll say no <laughs> all right well um we shall follow the champions league group stages over the next couple of weeks and we'll be uh looking at these games in the same way that we look at the league games celtic have a uh, fixture against ross county i believe this weekend Dundee united uh, is united away Dundee yeah, ross, united county's away. Sorry. Mid- ross county's midweek i think for the cup next next week Sorry, yes, that is where I was getting mixed up. So it's uh, Dundee United and then Ross County. So not quite Real Madrid and RB Leipzig, but uh, still you need to get the results in those games. <laughs> well, well, let's let's just applaud getting back to two games a week so we can all stop twiddling our thumbs uh, for, for three or four days out of the week. Get back into the routine yeah. and, and uh, celebrate that for the most part it'll be Saturday, Wednesday so or, or Saturday, Tuesday. So that's going to be a nice little uh, treat after quite a number of years of uh, Sundays. Yep. Um, Alan, the seagulls are calling for their dinner, so I'm going to let you go. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's currently looking like I'm phoning in from Donetsk at the minute with my, the light is currently, it's falling down, so you'll be able to see me uh, fairly soon. Uh, James, Alan, thanks a million as always. And uh, to everyone who got involved in the comments and listens and watches every single week, thanks very much. And please continue to, to do so. And again, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can do so below. And you can support the channel by downloading the One Football app using the link in the description, or you can get involved in the uh, many prizes that football prizes give away every week that we share 
on the channel using the promo code uh, breakdown gets you 10% off on site as well. They've got some brilliant prizes and this week it's going to be a signed Leela Bada, uh, Cal McGregor and George Giacomacus, three separate things that they're giving away. They're all signed uh, photographs from the three lads. So that's a pretty decent prize to come away with if you get involved with that. Uh, James, Alan, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, take care. All right. Enjoy your vacation, we'll Alan. Chat. Yeah, enjoy, <laughs> Alan. Have a good one. And we'll chat to you next week. Good luck. Time to play the game! <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game, and how you play it. It's all about control. And if you can take it, it's all about your death. And if you can play it, it's all about pain. And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder, ready to run Like a Cleveland bitch from a smoking gun I am the game, and I may do So move on out, you can die like a fool Try to figure out what my mood's gonna be Come on over, sucker, I don't dread me don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.